It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather. And he who controls the weather will control the world. 2023, the year of accelerated everything. We're circling the drain. It's a race to the bottom. So many dire reports to cover in this installment of Global Alert News. Stay tuned. Climate engineering operations are raging in skies all over the world, wreaking havoc with Earth's last remaining life support systems. Yet even now, all official sources are doubling down on their denial, and worse, the majority of populations with them. The human propensity to hide from dire and unwanted truths till the brutal bitter end is truly beyond rational comprehension. And all the while, the scripted mass distraction circus of political stupidity continues to take center stage for the majority of the masses. Just another day in the planetary asylum. Here's a recent report title from northeasternuniversity.edu and other sources. Solar geoengineering, quote, only option to cool the planet within years. Really? How far in the sand can so-called academia shove their collective heads after over 75 years of steadily ramped up climate engineering insanity, aka weather warfare? How's it working out so far? Here's how. As of August 21st, 5,849 fires have burned 15,050,098 hectares. This is in Canada, which is 37,189 1,602 acres. On August 21st, there were still 1,037 fires active, 658 of which were deemed out of control. Now, listen very closely to what this adds up to. It's mind-numbing. More than 150,000 square kilometers, that's 58,000 square miles, have incinerated in Canada since about the 1st of May. That's from one end of Canada to the other. That's according to the Canadian Interagency Forest Fire Center. The current Canadian forest fire incinerations are consuming over 1,000 square miles of forest a day. Stop and consider the statistic just stated. 1,000 square miles of Earth's last remaining forest burning to the ground every single day at this moment in time. Picture a forest... 20 miles wide and 50 miles long, turning to ashes every single day. Not just the trees, which I have always considered to be sentient beings on which all of our lives completely depend, but countless innocent forms of life, far too many to ever begin to comprehend. Then there's Siberia, the Amazon, Maui, Greece, Portugal, Spain, France, the Canary Islands, Turkey, Chile, Australia, all burning and there's more. And Australia is in the middle of winter, by the way. Climate intervention operations are so very core to this equation. All of it. Please, don't believe me. Search the Engineering Wildfires section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Objectively review the volumes of data through a clear lens. You won't like what you learn. No trees, no people. And is all of this in any way, shape, or form a denial of the countless other forms of human activity that are decimating our planet? No. It is not in any way a denial of that. The equation we face is an all-of-the-above scenario. Search and view this short video report headline, one of our most important ever. 
from geoengineeringwatch.org, Wildfires Serve Geoengineering Agenda. Next from phys.org, Climate Change Supercharged Fire Weather Behind Canada Blazes. About this headline, substitute the word engineering for the word change, and you have the most accurate assessment. From the UK Guardian, volcanoes and wildfires offset 20% of global heating over eight years. The report then states, quote, events that injected smoke and gas into the high atmosphere helped to cool the planet. Let's stop there and let's call this headline what it is. Total deception in the attempt to covertly sell climate engineering solar radiation management operations as having an overall cooling effect, which couldn't be further from the truth. And about the wildfire smoke, yes, that does have a temporary and highly toxic cooling effect at the cost of a far worsened overall warming to the planet and decimating the planet's last remaining life support systems, aka the forests. Back to the report I just mentioned, wildfires serve geoengineering agenda. The science study advocated attempt to incinerate northern latitude forests to mimic the temporary toxic cooling effect of a volcano. How insane is this equation? And the power structure is now openly discussing the use of nuclear weapons, a limited nuclear exchange to put enough particulate matter in the atmosphere to slow down the runaway warming of the planet. They're insane. When will the public realize that they're not here to protect populations? In fact, populations are a rapidly increasing liability to those in power. How clear can that be at this point? And if we have any nuclear exchange at all, game over. There'll be enough ionizing radiation in the atmosphere to strip away what's left of the remaining ozone layer, and that's the end of the road. And that's when nuclear power plants all over the globe then follow suit and begin to melt down. Game over. The largest single source of atmospheric particulate pollution is being spewed from the back of geoengineering jets. Ozone layer destroying particles, hydrological cycle disrupting particles, wildfire fueling incendiary particles, all of which is not only wreaking havoc on the planet, the overall long-term impact, again, is a worsening warming, not a mitigation of it. And they expect us to believe that all this extra atmospheric filth is somehow saving us from ourselves. How's that going so far as we face a likely self-extermination scenario by the end of the decade, this decade, if not sooner? Where is there any sense of urgency, of justifiable rage? Where is it? We're staring down our own near-term extinction. Don't believe it? You will. Wait and see. Take a long, deep breath. Or better yet, don't. The Guardian report then states, smoke emitted from wildfires has caused constant air quality alerts and evacuations in Canada and the United States. The smoke from North American fires has long since crossed the Atlantic, reaching Europe. And never mind the geoengineering jets spraying toxic climate engineering elements directly above the smoke canopy, something we have captured on time-lapse film footage over the Paradise Fire, elements that, again, are also incendiaries. On top of the toxic plethora of particles we're inhaling with every breath, atmospheric oxygen content is also decreasing. Dead forests and dying oceans, the two primary oxygen producers. How long can you hold your breath? Newfromthenation.com, are we witnessing the first stages of civilization's collapse? If only that were true. In fact, we're well into the final chapter of industrialized, militarized civilization. What has been will soon no longer be. Here's a few mile markers of interest as the great unraveling unfolds and accelerates. The dollar has been dethroned. The US dollar 
hegemonic hold on countries around the world is over. Western hegemonic control over oil is also over. The rest of the world has had enough of both. Here's a breaking report on that front from many sources, Iran and Saudi Arabia, among six nations set to join the BRIC nations. BRIC nations will control, at that point, 80% of world oil production, with the addition of Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, and Iran. And none of this bodes well for Americans, which are 5% of the global population, consuming 25% of global resources, though not for much longer. Am I in any way insinuating that the BRIC nations are some sort of moral high ground? No. All are corrupt to the core. It's simply a matter of scale. So remember and consider whose military is bigger than the next 10 biggest militaries combined, the USA. U.S. military bases are in everyone's backyard or on their border, almost 800 bases in all. And no, it's not about freedom and democracy. It's about securing resources to keep the empire alive till nothing's left. If the human race remains in the current course of loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute, none of anything I just covered will matter. None of us will be here for much longer. We won't make the end of the decade short of a complete course correction. That mathematically certain conclusion doesn't even take nuclear annihilation into consideration. Earlier this month from PressPrinceton.edu, insect apocalypse. In the last few decades, insect populations all over the world have collapsed with terrifying speed, the report says. The declines are so severe that we stand on the brink of total ecosystem collapse. GeoGreen Watch.org has reported on this for way over a decade. We were the first major source to do so. We were ridiculed and marginalized by the so-called science community that is now having to admit to what we reported so long ago because they can no longer hide it. And no, we're not on the brink. We're over the edge and in free fall toward imminent impact. Insect populations are on average down 80 to 90% around the world, terrestrial and aquatic insects. No insects, no web of life, no people. The imploding ozone layer alone, on top of this, causing drastic UV radiation that is now hitting the planet, is in and of itself an extremely near-term existential threat, and no official source will admit to this. None. They don't even meter for the full UV spectrum. They meter only half the UVB spectrum, none of the UVC spectrum. Thus, all UV readings are total deception. The sun feels like it's burning your skin and making the surfaces incredibly hot because it is. Because UV radiation is a very penetrating form of thermal energy, not your imagination. Here's a 10-day-old entry from Wikipedia. Climate apocalypse. A climate apocalypse, also called a climate dystopia and climate-induced collapse, among other names, generally denotes a predicted scenario involving the global collapse of human civilization and potential human extinction as either a direct or indirect result of anthropogenic climate change. That's human-caused climate change, of which climate engineering is a part, though it's denied by all official sources. Continuing, academics and researchers thus conclude that in actuality, unless a major course correction, where have I heard that term before so many times on this broadcast, is implemented, some or all of the earth will be rendered uninhabitable as a result of extreme temperatures, severe weather events, and inability to grow crops and altered composition of the Earth's atmosphere. The atmosphere is being used as a battlefield and an experimental physics lab by those in power because populations are too busy looking down, looking at football games, or pretending it's not happening, or blindly believing that some political puppet candidate will save the day. Not going to happen. 
Let's stop there in this report for a moment. When it states the potential for human extinction, no, it's not the potential. It's a mathematically certain, extremely near-term extinction trajectory, not just of our species, but of the entire web of life, which we will likely take down with us on the current course. This recent report continues with this. Apocalyptic impacts of climate change and ecological breakdown. Severe impacts of climate change can combine, including with climate unrelated concurrent risks such as worldwide pollution, fragility, resource depletion, political disenchantment, poverty, wealth inequality, and biotechnology risks to result in a confluence of developments that cause a drastically aggravated impact on societies or humanity. Such Multiple concurrent crises are sometimes referred to as the perfect storm. And as bad as all this sounds, they are not even considering or taking into account the perhaps up to 50 feedback loops with the unfolding climate collapse that are literally feeding on themselves. Methane is one I mention often. That is a major feedback loop. The warmer it gets, the more methane deposits, clathrate, and hydrate that release from Siberian tundra from seabeds, that methane migrates into the atmosphere, starts to cover the planet like a layer of glass, more heating, more methane release, it feeds on itself, and there's about 50 of these types of feedback loops already activated, and none of these sources are even considering this. We're on the fast track to what is known as Venus Syndrome, the Venus Syndrome scenario. Search geoengineeringwatch.org Venus Syndrome to learn what that's about, and no, it's not a metaphor. Everything I just described is unfolding now and on top of it all, making all of it exponentially worse, not better, is the climate engineering assault. Industrialized, militarized societies have radically overshot the planet's ability to sustain the assault against it. The bill has now come due, and as bad as it already is, let's not forget the now potentially planned nuclear warfare and the 442 more nuclear power plant meltdowns that will come on the heels of now inevitable and imminent societal collapse. And through it all, non-stop Matrix Media scripted political theater. You're listening to the weekly installment of the commercial-free, non-political, global alert news report, The End of the World as We Know It broadcast, brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of global climate engineering operations, a.k.a. weather warfare. Reaching a critical mass of awareness is the only way forward in this fight. Geoengineering Watch shirts, hoodies, our full color-printed climate engineering awareness materials can get the conversation going with family and friends. Every day counts in this all-important battle. Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials can be found on the Geoengineering Watch homepage. Our only goal, to fully expose and halt the climate engineering assaults. Moving on with this question, how many have taken notice of the fact that in almost every background scene that's visible on Matrix TV, news, movies, doesn't matter, there are no true blue skies. In fact, almost always skies are white or plastered with climate engineering filth, long, lingering, spreading jet dispersion trails, or dirty, wispy aerosol clouds that look nothing like the real thing. Yet, almost none notice and even fewer care. But they will, as more and more regions of the world begin to become uninhabitable. Literally. Next headline, heat records are being smashed in multiple parts of the globe. That new headline was from the Washington Post. The report states, as the relentless heat wave in the central U.S. peaks, parts of Europe, Asia, and South America are broiling too. And remember, it's winter in South America where temperatures have recently hit 100 degrees in the Andes in the middle of winter. 
But many ask, what about California's snowpocalypse that happened last winter? Chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. That's toxic frozen material produced from it. Only months ago, I was shoveling this frozen chemical material from the roof of my off-grid home because it was passing about 30 inches in buildup. But currently, in the dying forests of Shasta County on the east side of Lake Shasta, only a bit over a week ago, it was 95 degrees in the middle of the night in my region. 1 a.m. in the morning, 95 degrees. Here's more from the Post report. Japan and East Asia are scorching. East Asia is in the midst of a feedback loop, mentioned those earlier, between hot temperatures and heated waters. All-time high temperatures have closed schools, businesses in parts of Japan over recent days. Bolivia reached 113 degrees Fahrenheit on Wednesday. This ties the hottest winter temperature on record in the Southern Hemisphere. U.S. record heat also rules on. The report continues, more than a thousand daily heat records have been set during the current pulse of high heat focused on the central United States. Some of the numbers were hard to fathom. A 133 degree heat index in Kansas and a 116 degree heat index in Chicago included. And let's not forget the recent heat index that I reported on this broadcast of 156 degrees in the Persian Gulf. And that's, these are all feels like temperatures. Here's a question. How do you keep... The most Americans possible oblivious to what's unfolding around the world. Answer, you cover the northeastern U.S., which is the most populated portion of the U.S., with smoke or manipulated moisture flows, which this week came from Hurricane Hillary, all the way from the West Coast. Don't believe it? I understand. Perhaps you will believe what you see with your own eyes. Search and view the just-posted three-minute video report on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org titled Hurricane Hillary, Failure or Mission Accomplished. Much of the moisture from this steered and manipulated storm was scattered by the NEXRAD frequency transmission network. The moisture was kept in play, rotated clockwise up and over the ionosphere heater-induced high-pressure heat dome that has baked much of the U.S. this week. And the Hurricane Hillary moisture flow eventually ended up over the northeastern U.S., where the cloud moisture is seeded with chemical ice nucleation elements. A cold, dense layer of air is created, settles to the surface, and the most populated regions of the U.S. are thus kept oblivious to the wider horizon, a.k.a. planetary meltdown, climate engineering further fueling that process overall. Due to many of the factors that I just described, the Southern California damage done from hyped-up Hurricane Hillary was minimal. From the New York Times, Tropical Storm Hillary, Los Angeles and San Diego evaded major damage, officials say. Backing up what I just said, again, view the just-posted three-minute video on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org titled Hurricane Hillary, Failure or Mission Accomplished. From MSN.com, giant sunspot may soon disrupt Earth's power grids. Reports as a team of experts from NASA, we know we can trust them, right? Has recently spotted a colossal sunspot predicted to expand and shift until it directly faces Earth. For the record, because we only have government sources for some forms of cosmological data, we can't truly know what's unfolding in that arena. The controllers could easily blame an EMP attack on a solar flare. Why wouldn't they? From Forbes.com, India to ban sugar exports in addition to rice as corn, soybeans, and more crops falter in extreme heat and drought. 
Reuters reported Wednesday adding to a list of crops that includes corn, sorghum, and soybeans suffering from amid the Earth's hottest summer on record. India is the world's second largest exporter of sugar behind Brazil, according to the International Sugar Organization, and the largest consumer and producer of the same. Again, photosynthesis stops at 104 degrees. It tapers down up to that point. Now we have VPD, vapor pressure deficit, affecting crops and forests. When we have climate engineering desiccant particles, also incendiaries, which brings us back to the subject of the completely out of control global wildfire scenarios. On that note from the New York Times, warming set the stage for Canada's record fires, study states. From that report, Canada's fire season isn't over. As I stated earlier, more than a 1,000 fires were raging this week, most of them uncontrolled. British Columbia has been under a state of emergency. They're scheduled to continue, as geoengineeringwatch.org has stated from the start of this spring-summer season. From ABC News, Canada's unprecedented wildfires could soon get worse, experts say. In parallel headline, the historic wildfire season currently plaguing Canada is expected to persist and perhaps become even worse in the coming weeks. A potentially devastating forecast made more likely due to human-caused climate change, the report says. Forecasts in many regions of Canada are calling for above-average fire risk for the rest of August and through September, presenting the opportunity for the wildfires to continue at the current pace or even worse. As stated earlier in this broadcast, almost 40 million acres of forest have already been incinerated, an area nearly as large as the entire state of Georgia. That's according to the Canadian Interagency Forest Fire Centre. From BBC News, wildfire evacuees frustrated by Facebook news ban in Canada. Why in the world would this source do this unless it wasn't something very nefarious? And we know who controls Facebook and the rest of social media. They only tell the truth about some issues that they can no longer hide. It's up to us to sift through the rubble and find those truths and to broadcast them to the rest of the world. More on the fires everywhere in a moment. But first, a quick mention of importance about what many are witnessing in the wildfires. Trees burning on the inside. I've previously tried to point out why this is now occurring so often on numerous occasions, but I'll do so again as this is a phenomenon that far too many are making into something it isn't in order to push narratives that aren't. Due to factors already cited, the contamination of soils and root systems with climate engineering elements like aluminum, trees are being radically weakened. Fungal elements are moving in and killing the core wood of many trees. The off-the-charts UV radiation is literally baking the Cambrian layer off the sun-exposed side of many of those same trees, thus exposing the core wood, now dead, dried, and rotting. The dried and decaying cores easily ignite and burn when any ember comes into contact. I speak from direct experience fighting fires on the front lines in bulldozers and by hand. These trees can have a virtual stripe of fire from tip to trunk and are shocking to see, but the phenomenon is from exactly what I just described. Bottom line, whatever the source of ignition may be for any given fire, it is climate engineering operations that is most core to setting the template for fires to burn with such ferocity. Again, search the engineering wildfire section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Moving on from Reuters, wildfire outside Athens has hundreds of blazes rage across Greece. From thegreekherald.com, raging wildfires force evacuation of village in northern Greece. Yes, again, 
reports as extensive summer wildfire fueled by strong winds, now the case in so many of these fires, has caused the evacuation of villages in northern Greece. Authorities in Greece undertook the evacuation of eight villages situated near the northeastern border with Turkey. And from the land down under, from Perth, now.com, Aussies told to prepare as bushfire season starts early. Reports as tricky weather conditions mean hazard reduction burns in New South Wales and other areas are behind schedule, sparking concern among many about the upcoming fire season. They can establish pressure zones in the atmosphere that fuel winds anywhere they want. Not science fiction, climate science fact, and geoengineering fact. From the Washington Post, record-breaking central U.S. heat dome, speaking of which, sinus for heater-induced high-pressure heat dome, brings life-threatening conditions Heat domes, again and again, everywhere. How many heard this term 15 years ago? Almost never. From AP News, sweltering temperatures bring misery to a large portion of central U.S., setting heat records. From Axios.com, record-setting U.S. heat dome leaves 141 million under alerts. From that report, multiple major cities with populations above 500,000 people were under extreme heat alerts, including Chicago, Dallas, Twin Cities, Kansas City, Louisville, Nashville, and Oklahoma City. Millions of people faced dangerous heat index temperatures or, quote, feels like temperatures of 130 degrees or more in the U.S., Again, a heat index is a combination of the actual temperature and high humidity under which the human body can no longer cool itself. It's called the wet bulb effect, and it's happening with increased frequency all over the world. Next from Fox News, another day of record-breaking heat indexes in Kansas. Lawrence, Kansas hit a record heat index temperature of 134 degrees. Stop and think about that. Kansas. From Reuters, heat wave to stress U.S. Midwest power grid for record demand of electricity. It's only a matter of time till the grids shut down. And for those that think that home generator is going to save them, think again. As soon as the fuel runs out, it's done. And about home and portable generators, here's another stroke of genius from Gavin Newsom's government minions. All generators sold in California now have to have a CO2 monitoring instant kill switch to protect us, they say. So, How well does that work out when you have an exhaust pipe just over a foot from the CO2 sensor? Not so well. Any number of variables that can and do push the slightest sliver of exhaust anywhere near the sensor and the generator instantly turns off. It can happen every few minutes. I know because I'm conducting testing on a brand new California approved generator. This feature, a CO2 sensor a foot away from an exhaust muffler, renders the generator all but useless. And if you live elsewhere in the U.S., this intentional stupidity is now being mandated for the rest of the country, I've been told by a generator manufacturer. So consider there are virtually no regulations, oversight, testing, or environmental impact for the tens of millions of tons of climate engineering, heavy metal and polymer nanoparticles being dumped into our skies, contaminating everything, including every breath we take. But to protect people that may think it's okay to run their generator in their living room, our government is going to render all generators useless. For the record, anyone that doesn't understand that generators are not for indoor use should be under full-time supervision. Just another footnote from the Planetary Asylum. Moving on, oceans are continuing to superheat. Ecological emergency grips Florida coral reef. That's from e News by Politico. Went over some of these headlines in recent weeks. 101 degree temperatures in Florida killing all the coral in those locations. 
from clearviewbusiness.com, 2023 set to be the hottest year on record. Many sources now stating this. We are on a trajectory to break all records. From phys.org, climate change impacts are unraveling the fabric of society in the Southwest Pacific, says report. The article says weather-related disasters and climate change impacts are unraveling the fabric of society in the southwest Pacific. Sea level rise threatens the future of low-lying islands while increasing ocean heat and acidification harms vital and vulnerable marine ecosystems. Again, that's according to a new report from the World Meteorological Organization. From MSN.com, scientists sound the alarm over a concerning phenomenon observed in the ocean. This is worrying news, they say. Scientists are worried that the recent extreme ocean warming is a sign that we haven't kept up with how quickly the planet is changing. Countries have reported some of the warmest temperatures in recorded history, and the same can be said for the waters from the North Atlantic to Antarctica. Again and again and again. We didn't know how bad it was. It's happening so much faster than we thought. How come geoengineeringwatch.org knew and has tried to sound the alarm for a decade and a half that it was far worse than anything we're being told and now some of these official sources are having to admit that because they can no longer hide it. But are they admitting to the climate engineering factor in this equation? No. And they will continue to deny that until the public looks up and wakes up and refuses to accept the official denial any longer. When will that day come? From MSM Science Alert, this Antarctic extremes are now virtually assured with global ramifications. From that report, it's the midst of winter in the Southern Hemisphere and Antarctica is missing an astounding amount of ice. The missing ice is currently the size of Greenland, a country that spans nearly 2.2 million square kilometers. That's 836,000 square miles. That's an inconceivable amount of ice to be missing in a single year, and it's accelerating. This meltdown is accelerating. When the sea-based ice goes, the land-based ice begins to slide off the continent much faster. Everything accelerates. You have glacial rebound as the weight of that ice is lifted off of that continent. It begins to rise up out of the ocean, displacing even more seawater. Feedback loop. Stated that again and again. We have about 50 in play right now. As stated in an earlier Global Alert News broadcast, this is considered a six-sigma event, meaning... It should occur only once in 7.5 million years. But we are now in completely uncharted territory. New research suggests that such extremes are now virtually certain to continue. Translation, we have crashed through the guardrail. There's no turning back. Exactly as geoengineeringwatch.org has stated on the record for a decade and a half. Why has it taken so long for the so-called climate science community to catch up? And this incredibly... Distressing headline, also from Antarctica. Thousands of penguins die in Antarctic ice breakup. That's from BBC News. And worse, from the Sydney Morning Herald. Not a single emperor penguin chick survived spring in parts of Antarctica. Why is the loss of polar ice so dire? Not just to penguins and other miraculous forms of life, but to all life, including us. Because when the ice disappears planetary heating goes exponential at a speed and to a degree that paleo data indicates has never before happened in the entire history of our planet. We, all of us, are facing near-term demise. So when you hear any TV or radio talking head ranting on about the political circus of mass distraction, you know that either A, they have absolutely no clue what's about to befall all of us, or B, 
They are tasked with keeping the public from having any clue about what's coming. Take your pick, A or B. Both potentials, extremely alarming to say the least. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the bad news broadcast, installment number 420, August 26th, 2023. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour is broadcast on 27 AM and FM stations throughout the country. All recent recordings of this broadcast can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent column. Geoengineering Watch wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and thus our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm. On that subject, if you're on our email list, please put us on your email contact book so that our mail outs don't go to the spam files. Please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming by email, directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of The Dimming or Global Alert News or any other Geoengineering Watch video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. About reaching those that still aren't looking up, Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials can be found on our homepage. Our only goal, to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. There's very high quality printed materials with shocking images of pictures worth a thousand words as the proverb goes. And we have Geoengineering Watch hoodies, Geoengineering Watch shirts, both with very high quality four color images on both sides. The images of a military tanker descending down over the planet and spraying A dimming sun is in the background with this caption, Stop Climate Engineering. Investigate. And below that, geoengineeringwatch.org so people can find a credible source of data to continue their investigation. We have scannable business cards and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. Waking the masses to the climate engineering onslaught is the great imperative. It is the only way forward in this fight. If we can expose it, we can stop it from the inside out. If you're willing to share a picture of yourself with a Geoengineering Watch shirt, perhaps at a gym, farmer's market, or downtown street, please send us your photo so that we can put it as part of our activist compilation, which is now part of our materials page. The images encourage others to make their voices heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. On that note, please forgive me if I rant for a moment about this arduous uphill battle to awaken those that so desperately want to keep their eyes wide shut. And there are those that know, but have chosen to leave the front line of the fight. So many I have seen come and go over the years. I'll continue to hope that they return. Time isn't on our side. In California alone during the last decade, Geoengineering Watch has distributed hundreds of thousands of full-color flyers, 8.5 by 11, two-sided. These are paid distributions inserted in about a half million newspaper copies throughout the northern half of the state of California. We spent tens of thousands of dollars in this effort. Warning about climate engineering operations, warning of what was coming, droughts, deluges, unprecedented wildfires, off the charts UV radiation, environmentally devastating and crop crushing factors that literally hold life on earth in the balance. Climate engineering is not the sole cause of it all, as some still choose to conclude, but geoengineering operations are making all of it far worse, not better, as the controllers use weather as a weapon against populations all over the world, including our own. Geoengineeringwatch.org has used 
United Postal Service to send out full color printed copies of our 20 page geoengineering fact and photo summary booklets to every single fire agency on the US West Coast, thousands of them. We've mailed our full color booklets to every single media source of significance in the US, over 12,000 of them. The cost of all of this, tens of thousands more. In general, there was silence from these monumental tasks of flyer and booklet distributions, but the seeds of awareness were still successfully sown. Many of these seeds have laid dormant, but they'll soon enough be forced to sprout. Some already are. Rapidly unfolding events make this certain. What will happen when the long-sought critical mass of climate engineering awareness is finally achieved? When the global weather warfare assault is finally fully exposed, a shockwave will ripple around the world as populations everywhere are forced to face what their so-called governments have done to them and to their children and to the web of life on which their lives depend without their knowledge or consent. The proverbial pitchforks and torches moment. How I long for that day. I've spent over 20 years of my life in pursuit of this mission. And now so many others are marching forward in this fight as well. Again, my deepest gratitude to each and every one of you. We must press on no matter what comes. More headlines from the UK Guardian. Zero degree line at record height above Switzerland as heat and fire hit Europe. Weather balloon climbs to 53,000 meters before Temperature falls to zero degrees C, a.k.a. 32 Fahrenheit, amid late summer heat wave. Experts have said an exceptional area of high pressure, again, across the continent of Europe, centered over the Alps, has created a heat dome, same scenario, again and again, that is forecast to push temperatures to record levels. Yes, the epidemic of high-pressure heat domes all over the world. Welcome to ionosphere heater-induced weather warfare. And when you don't have a freezing temperature until you reach an altitude of well over 17,000 feet, that's what 5,300 meters would translate to, there's a serious problem. The train is completely off the rails. From AFP.com, climate change could bring year-round heat waves. From the report, extreme heat has dominated the headlines in recent weeks, from the current heat dome cooking much of Europe to heat-fueled wildfires raging in Greece, Spain, Canada, and Hawaii, and soaring temperatures in the middle of South American winters. The report then states there should be far more focus on rising overnight minimum temperatures than on the maximum daytime temperatures that capture headlines. Repeated high nighttime temperatures are particularly dangerous for human health since the body is unable to recover from the heat it suffers through during the day. Nighttime temperatures are rising twice as fast as daytime highs. The former energy balance of the planet is broken. Heat gets through the atmosphere, but not nearly enough is getting back out. Climate engineering aerosols in the attempt to toxically mask some of the daytime heating are trapping even more heat at night, making an already dire scenario far worse still, again, while contaminating the entire planet and every breath we take in the process. From sciencealert.com, could humans live underground to survive climate change? Question mark. The ScienceAlert.com report continues with this. 2023 might go down in history as the moment when humanity finally grasped the horrific consequences of our carbon fuel addiction. As we prepare to live in a scalding world with increasingly extreme weather events, it might be time to consider adaptations such as underground living. They continue, for underground environments to be acceptable to people, they must be safe and secure, have natural light, good ventilation, and provide a sense of connection with the world above. 
They then say climate change has already made some parts of Iran, Pakistan, and India dangerously hot. If the planet continues to superheat, maybe we will consider building earth scrapers instead of skyscrapers. This all fits into the same category in many ways as Brazil-sized balloons in space covering the ice caps with tarps. Where are they going to get those from Home Depot to cover the entire North and South Pole and Greenland? or the space mirrors, or all the other ridiculous suggestions from the so-called science communities. Earth scrapers going down instead of up. And to those that aren't already aware, the controllers of the Matrix have long since been preparing to go underground. And though there is limited data, the extent of already constructed underground installations is likely beyond what most might consider even possible. And they're absolutely stocking them up. We know because we checked. Some of the primary long-term food storage suppliers have confirmed this. Industrialized, militarized so-called society can't exist in its current form without grinding up and consuming the natural world in its quest to sustain itself. As nature dies, so will the current paradigm. Not opinion. Rationally indisputable reality. Going underground may save some for a while, but if a Venus syndrome scenario plays out, They won't be around for long. Moving on, what about those constant Sahara dust storms that were told reach and cover the U.S. all the way from Africa? What is it really? This week I got the following email from a PhD scientist that works with an internationally recognized agricultural research institution. I'm not yet at liberty to disclose his identity or the institution, though I hope to in the near future, as Geodrink Watch is working directly with this institution toward a peer-reviewed published study disclosing the atmospheric contamination from climate engineering operations. But back to the message. Here it is. Dane, in some of your broadcasts, you bring to attention the fact that mainstream media and mainstream climatologists many times report that dust is the culprit for the anomalous radar images, discolored rain and snow. And there is the supposed 100-mile-long flocks of birds and insects and whatever else they can not or will not explain or tell the truth about when anomalous images show up on radar. The scientist continues in his message to me. For example, when snow has some color to it, they say it's just dust flying in from Africa or Alaska or from the south. I think it would be worth explaining to your audience what really is in the atmosphere. He then says, the chemical distribution of 100% of precipitation is closely related to coal fly ash. In summary, mainstream media and climatologists are just hiding what is really raining down on us all. He continues, of course, dust and soil do get blown into the atmosphere, and we can see that in sandstorms in the desert or during the Dust Bowl in the U.S., for example, but the frequency of such events is very small. He then says, and we see 100% of precipitation consistent with particles present in coal fly ash. There is also a peer-reviewed study published in a prestigious scientific journal that describes how coal fly ash is the basis for the ongoing atmospheric aerosol dispersion that we have been observing in our skies, aka climate engineering operations, and also how detrimental those particles are to the ozone layer, and of course, human health and the health of everything else that lives and breathes no exceptions. His final statement is this. With the amount of coal we burn on a daily basis, there should be massive stockpiles of coal ash somewhere, huge accumulations, he says, but we have not been able to locate such accumulations. Where is all the coal fly ash going? Question mark. Again, this message was from a PhD microbiologist 
Summary, coal fly ash appears to be a base material for climate engineering atmospheric spraying operations. Other elements like aluminum, barium, polymer fibers, graphene, surfactants, and more are then likely added depending on the specific objectives of a particular geoengineering operation. The use of coal fly ash provides the climate engineers and the controllers plausible deniability. It's not those jets spraying everything all over our skies. It's just a factory somewhere spewing this out, an electrical generation station. Plausible deniability. With temperature whiplash scenarios now being almost constant, how many ask this question? Is the climate changing or is someone changing it? This is, again, a point that many need to consider the entire equation. Any Every form of human activity that affects the life support systems of the planet and the energy balance of the planet is a part of the problem. It's not a this or that equation. It's a this and that equation. Imperative to remember that. Imperative not to deny that we have laid waste to our planet with countless forms of human activity in the geologic blink of an eye. And on top of it all, we have climate engineering, weather warfare operations pushing us from the frying pan into the fire. This and that equation imperative to keep that in mind so that we bring other people to the table that we would alienate by trying to pretend that it's only climate engineering affecting the planet and the energy balance of the planet. Not true. Every form of human activity, part of the problem. Climate engineering, biggest single part, not the only part. As mentioned at the start of this broadcast, Fukushima water dump in the Pacific as if oceans weren't already completely polluted and dying by the day Fukushima radiated water is now officially being dumped into the Pacific. The TEPCO release of 7,800 cubic meters of radioactive water is being released in the Pacific now, along with attempts also by Holtec to dump, it's another corporation, 1.1 million gallons of radioactive water into the Cape Cod Bay. And how many other examples don't we know about? What about the half a million barrels of DDT that was dumped just off the Los Angeles Harbor? between Los Angeles and Catalina Island, half a million barrels. This is the mentality of those in power. No consideration of the consequences even to themselves. There's more from multiple sources. Animals could become mutated from the 1.3 million tons of radioactive waste being dumped from Japan's Fukushima nuclear power plant. Remember and consider, none of this could be done by those in power without the active or passive support of the majority population. With that in mind, this new report, member of the European Parliament, says, stop complying, start rebelling, quote unquote. She continues, you cannot comply your way out of tyranny. It's impossible. Trying to do so will only feed a gigantic alligator in the hopes of being eaten last. But guess what? She says, your turn will come, end quote. Powerful words from a member of the European Parliament, Christine Anderson. Anderson also warned, quote, speak up, stop complying, start rebelling. She urged, in order to deal with this unfree world, to defy this unfree world, I have decided to become so absolutely free that my very existence is an act of rebellion, and that's what we all need to do, end quote. Words to consider. From the Epoch Times, unfortunate news for retired couples. The average retired couple could see their Social Security benefits reduced by 17000 in 2033. Covered that in an earlier broadcast, a comparable report. Don't worry about that. We'll never get that far. From the UK Guardian, 90% of Great Lakes water samples contain unsafe levels of microplastics. For the record, there is no safe level of microplastics. From CNN, olive oil is in trouble as extreme heat and drought push the industry into crisis. 
from the report, the scorching temperatures that have swept southern Europe this summer are not only claiming lives and priming the land for devastating wildfires, they're also very bad news for olive trees, with the olive oil industry experts warning of skyrocketing prices and potential shortages. The situation is all the more concerning as it comes on the heels of a bad olive harvest last year following Europe's hottest summer on record. In Spain, the world's biggest olive oil producer, production has plunged. From the DeaconHerald.com. Explained, more than half of life on Earth is found in soil. Why? That's important. Most people should intuitively know why. That's important. The paper estimates that around 2 million species of anthropod, think insects and spiders, inhabit the soil. Some 30% of all known anthropod species. All of this is part of the mass extinction statistics that I often cite. Climate engineering, its impacts, and the toxic fallout from the same single biggest factor wiping out soil microbiome. And as if fish in general weren't dying fast enough already from ABC News, chemical treatment to be deployed against invasive fish in Colorado River. This kind of nuke-the-river misguided management never goes well. It only magnifies the carnage and loss of life. From phys.org, microplastics found embedded in tissues of whales and dolphins. From that report, microplastic particles have been found in the fats and lungs of two-thirds of the marine mammals tested. The report then states that these particles may mimic hormones and act as endocrine disruptors. A 2022 paper in Nature Communications estimated based on known concentrations of microplastics off the Pacific coast of California that a filter-feeding blue whale might be gulping down 95 pounds of plastic waste per day as it catches tiny creatures in the water column. Is it any wonder whatsoever that our beaches are increasingly covered with dead marine life? And this reminder... Massive amounts of aluminum have also been found in the tissues of whales and dolphins, not opinion, peer-reviewed study. These miraculous creatures are breathing the same air as the rest of us. In fact, the air over the seas is generally less contaminated than what the rest of us are breathing. Something to consider. Next headline, American exposure to smoke pollution reached 17-year high in 2023. That's from Bloomberg. The most recent smoke canopy maps still show almost all the North American continent under various degrees of smoke cover, along with the rest of the toxic particulates being spewed into our skies by climate engineering operations. From the UK Guardian, mountain tree lines are rising due to climate crisis study fines. This almost sounds good, doesn't it? More trees. Many might conclude that, but that isn't reality. We've already lost well over 60% of the planetary tree cover as compared to pre-civilization. The last remaining forests are now dead, dying, and burning. More news on superheating seas from Wired.com. This heat is shaking the very foundation of the ocean food web. The report says, yes, save the corals, but warming seas also imperil innumerable plankton which power the oceanic ecosystem. For the record... The extreme temperatures and UV radiation is killing everything. If this trajectory continues, Canfield Ocean will be the result. Lifeless, superheated, oxygenless, stratified dead zones. If the oceans die, we die. From Salon.com, this flesh-eating bacteria is spreading across Florida and the U.S. The report says thanks to warming waters, Vibro vilnificus is expected to expand in its territory and infect more people. That doesn't sound good, does it? More bad news. Global sea surface temperatures were yet again shattered this week. More records still skyrocketing. Here's a follow-up headline as more wake up to the gravity and immediacy of what's unfolding from multiple sources. Atlantic currents at risk of collapse with catastrophic implications. 
The report says if the AMOC collapses, we can expect larger extremes of heat, cold, drought, and flooding, a range of surprises to exacerbate the current climate emergency. Where does the climate engineering elephant fit into that equation that's changing upper-level wind currents, which is changing ocean currents, which is affecting everything else, destroying the ozone layer, which is causing plankton to die off all over the globe. We have the high-pressure heat domes, again, affecting upper-level wind currents, which affects ocean currents. None of this is a legitimate conversation without first and foremost including the climate engineering assault, a.k.a. weather warfare. From TEE.ca, climate collapse is happening now. What the heat tells us and why we must pay attention. It's an existential threat. Immediate. That's why we pay attention, as we should be paying attention to climate engineering. Another from Wired.com, the world's workers are donning cooling vests to battle record heat waves. How long can that last? Packing your vest with ice and thinking that's some way of adapting to what's coming or cranking up the air conditioner, only making it all worse. New from Axios.com, this summer's extreme weather may be just a preview. The report then states, during the past 30 days alone, the U.S. has seen 8,304 hot temperature records set or tied. They then say, hundreds more extreme heat records are likely to fall this week in the central U.S. as the heat dome reaches a record intensity, a telltale sign of a highly anomalous event. Yes, a highly anomalous ionosphere heater-induced high-pressure heat dome that has now become the norm all over the world. From ProgressiveFarmer.ag, record August heat threatens crops and livestock. From the UK Guardian, tropical forests face massive leaf death from global heating, study finds. Of course, governments all over the globe have long since fully deployed climate engineering operations. They're not about to change their business as usual grip on power. They're not about to give up the climate engineering covert weapon that allows them to bring populations to their knees without those populations ever even knowing they're under assault. And about business as usual, new from the UK Guardian, G20 poured more than $1 trillion into carbon fuel subsidies despite COP26 pledges. The G20 poured record levels of public money into carbon fuels last year, despite having promised not to. How much fuel does it take to keep those geoengineering jets flying back and forth all over the world? And lastly, this from the New York Times, quote, it is no longer possible to escape what we have done to ourselves. Canada's summer of fire and smoke has still come as a profound shock to the nation. The report says materially and psychologically as people across the country report a sense of dread about the disaster unfolding just out of sight and what it portends for the future, end quote. Out of time for this broadcast. Industrialized militarized societies are about taking, not giving back. The entire paradigm was never sustainable, not even close. It was temporary to a degree that few are yet willing to imagine. The carbon fuel carnival is over. It's not coming back. And to all those that have courageously decided to sound the alarm, you already know that so many feel great disdain toward anyone that dares to bring dire truths to their attention, truths that they don't want to hear, let alone show any willingness to face. This is the road we are on, societal denial till the moment of impact, till the brutal bitter end. So what are the awake, aware, concerned, and committed to do? Do we throw up our hands and give up? Or do we constantly keep in the forefront of our minds the most basic building block principle that is absolutely essential for maintaining sanity in a world gone mad? Focus on what is in your control, not what isn't. Spending precious time and energy on factors we can't control, like chronic denial of family and friends, only leads to a feeling of futility, of being overwhelmed, which makes us ineffective in the all-important battle to sound the alarm. We're playing the grandest game of chess we must learn to play effectively and efficiently. 
Acquire and accumulate credible seeds of information and images from a credible source. Plant those seeds in your circle of family and friends and then move on. Rapidly changing conditions will soon enough force all to awaken to reality no matter how much they may fight such an awakening. If each of us, if all of us, collectively do our individual part at this most dire hour in the history of life on earth, we can still make a difference. Remember and consider that each and every individual that our collective efforts helps to awaken matters to a degree that we can't yet fully know or understand, but it matters in and of itself. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for specific instructions on how you can help to move this fight forward. If we refuse to yield to the fading of the light, we may yet accomplish profound good even at this late hour. No fear. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.